Hey guys, welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. I am Jen Rosenbaum, your hostess extraordinaire of the podcast. Uh, today, I'm so excited. I have Cassie Parks on. She is a multi-time best-selling author in the areas of money mindset and attraction. Uh, she also talks about entrepreneurship, lifestyle design, and her superpower is teaching clients how to welcome more money into their lives and start living their wildest dreams. Hello. I am like... Hi. I am into this. So <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Excuse me. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I am I'm super excited to have you. And um so before we get into like all the good stuff, tell us a little bit about you, how you got into this, your books, anything you want us to know about you. Yeah. Uh so I um I use the law of attraction. I technically uh, my friends started using this term, retired at 32, um, which means I, I created my real estate investments so that I could pay my bills um, and, and pay my bills and live. Um, and it hadn't replaced my salary, but I wanted the freedom to build my life and my business. And when I came out, I had about six months before I quit my job, I had just outlined this money manifesting course on a whim, um, actually for a friend to use as something in her business. And um, when I, you know, even though my bills are being paid, when I left my corporate job, it was like, something shifted and there was a little bit of like the feelings and I'm, I knew enough to know like, you got to get this under control. And so I decided, I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to write that course that I outlined and I'm going to do it while I, while I do it. And, um, doing that and really stepping into that. Um, I mean, I launched it and there were 220 people in it and then I just started to become known. And then I had to own as the person who teaches how to manifest money. So this is so interesting. You created this program mm -hmm. that you needed, basically. Yeah. And you did it as you taught it. Yes. For I yourself. did it as I wrote it. Yeah. As you wrote so it. I, okay. So I did the whole thing while I was writing it and then launched it like after I had completed it. Yeah. God, I love that because I feel like sometimes people that want to put things out there myself included, uh, <laughs> you know, we're like, oh, well, we have to like know everything and do it. It's like you kind of just experienced it as you went along and you were like, all right, I'm just going to put this into action and, and write it as I go. And it worked for you. Yes, absolutely. And I will say like getting it out there is how I learned to become a better coach, like people going through it because I was, I'm one person. So I had my experience, but as I coached all these different people through it, I became a better coach and a lot more knowledgeable and you know, just understanding how to help different groups of people. Mm, so what kind of people are you attracting? Are you attracting um, people that are entrepreneurs? Are you attracting, you know, people that want to uh, that work in the corporate world or, you know, people that have businesses? Like, how are you, who are you attracting? Is it anybody? Anybody really like, so, you know, from early twenties to seventies is my, like my mm. clients, they generally, some of them, they're all, I think there's this thing about entrepreneurs that they believe they can have more. And so they all have that in common. And they're like, I just might not know how to get it. Or I know that my money's getting in the way. Mm -hmm. um, so they have that entrepreneurial, what I call spirit, but not all of them identify as entrepreneurs when they show up. Some of them are definitely entrepreneurs in the middle of building their business. Some of them are wanting to take over family businesses and wanting to get the money straight with that. Um, or just like tired of like chasing money or not mm -hmm. having enough money. Mm. Where did where do these money blocks come from with people? What are your experiences? Because I think I have money blocks sometimes, mm -hmm. which is it just drives me nuts. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I, I think part of that is because I'm a creative. And mm -hmm. so creatives often I, I don't know if you find this, but I see that creatives have a hard time charging their worth because 
art and creativity is so vulnerable. And it's almost like if we go out there and say, well, I'm worth $5,000 and it's like egotistical and it's, it's frowned <laughs> upon, you know? So it's, I think it's even harder for creatives than, a, than somebody maybe that's offering like a particular service, like a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. Um, but I'm curious where you find that people's money blocks come from. Yeah. So I usually, I find they come in the package of more like a story mm. than sort of a one-off belief or this. They're packaged in the story that affects our behaviors, our thoughts. Obviously there's beliefs tied into that. Right. And so as I started to, um, you know, I just thought it would be fun. I started interviewing people who manifested $10,000 or manifested 5,000 in the program. And, um, I started to just randomly ask the question, well, like, what's your money story now? And what did it used to be? And what I found is that there were like five basic stories that people pick up by default, you know, survival, just enough, money chaser, hot mess, and hold tight. And so I think that they just, if we don't, until we consciously choose, we sort of pick up and it can be from our parents, but there's lots of examples of where people will either pick the same or they'll try and go the extreme opposite, but they're trying so hard to be opposite. You know, like if their parents were survival and they want to have enough money, they often become a money chaser mm. because it's like, it's never enough. I got to go get it. Right. Can you tell us what those terms mean? Yeah. So a survival, if your money story is survival, you know this cause there's like, there's some or there's none. It's very stressful. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, oh my gosh, like I have money or I don't have money. There's not really an in-between. It never sort of feels even or good. Mm. Uh, and a money chaser uh, is a person who always has the idea. They're always looking to create more money. Um, they might have like five side hustles. They're, um, they, uh, one good way is like if you've joined three or more MLMs, you're likely a money chaser. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Are they looking yeah. for quick money? Yeah. And I mean, quick money, I think underlying, but yeah, they're just looking for the way to have more money, right? Mm. It's always just like, I, I'm going after it. I'm chasing it. And, and so, often, okay. Yeah. No, you go ahead and I'll ask my question. Uh, I was just going to say a lot of um, creative people that are super smart and maybe like, and I just mean creative idea. Like I think it fits into art too, but it's like, they have all these ideas and so then they want to go chase them um, versus sort of sticking in a place and allowing money to come to them. Right. So that's what, that was going to be my question. What's wrong with being a money chaser? Because in theory, it doesn't sound like such a bad idea. You have a lot of ideas, you start some businesses, you're going after things. What's wrong with that? Is you're always chasing. So it's almost, it's never enough. You never land. Like the, um, the juice, the, the hit that you're getting about money comes from chasing it. Mm. It doesn't come from having it. So most money chasers, they don't have money, mm -hmm. um, you know, and they're, they're the ones that are willing to like, oh, I'll spend like 3000 on this thing that I think is going to make me money, mm -hmm. right? But then don't go follow through with it. They're always willing to spend money to make money, but often don't make money because they're always chasing it. So it's always running away. Gotcha. So how do you break these cycles? Um, so I do, I actually have people intend and we work through a course called manifest 10 K mm. because what I found is that when you're moving towards something, you're like, okay, I'm going to manifest 10 K and I give bite-sized little things that support your brain. So a couple of them are belief amping, you know, looking for stories of money coming easier to people, uh, things like that, appreciating all money, tracking it all. Um, as you make those little steps, you automatically change your story. You automatically change your belief. But what most people do is they go, oh man, I don't want to be a money chaser. So I'm going to stop chasing money. But that behavior, that thing is so ingrained or like survival, like, okay, I'm going to get on a budget, right? Because survival, people don't have a budget. Um, 
even if they're entrepreneurs, they have no idea. They generally have no idea how much money is coming in or going out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to get a budget. But they don't stick to that because the behavior and the other things get in the way. Mm. But when we set this intention of manifesting $10,000, we're going towards something. Mm. And we're not trying to change our current selves. We're trying to become the person mm-hmm. who has more money. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about manifestation a little yeah. bit. Uh, cause one of your questions on here is like, can you really help people attract $10,000 in 90 days? So I, I want to talk about, okay. So I have this <laughs> belief that, so I just did a podcast on manifestation and cool. I believe in manifestation a thousand percent, but I also like to call it manifest action because you can't just sit in a room, you know, crisscross and say, I believe I'm going to get $10,000. I believe I'm going to get $10,000 and $10,000 shows up. You ha- there has to be some sort of action you have to take with this. Am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, I actually believe that if someone could shut out all the other noise, that could happen. Okay. Like I really, like I've never done it because I'm not super interested. I like the journey of it. Right. But I actually believe that if you could only, um, surround yourself with that. But that was the only belief flowing in. But the problem is somebody sits cross-legged and it's like, it's coming, it's coming. And when it doesn't come and all these other things, like what's already inside us, get it. So Mm. for me, manifesting is about becoming, it's about becoming the person who has more money. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that might mean taking action, but it just might mean paying attention to the words that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus I can't afford this. Like I'm choosing not to afford this right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, cho- I'm choosing not to buy this right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus I can't afford it is like, oh, puts this blanket. I can't mm-hmm. afford things. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did that answer your question. It did. It did. So, so what else do you do to help people? attract the $10,000. It's just, it's just the mindset you're saying. So we, it's, and why $10,000? Why that amount of money? And why in 90 days, I guess is a good question because what, what is important about that amount of money in that many days? Yeah. So when the program started, it was, uh, it was just, I was like 90 days because too often, like the universe, everything takes time to like mm-hmm. start working. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is, which is really funny. You know, I have a client and I, I also have like a mini challenge that people start with, uh, that I used to offer. And it's like a hundred dollars, you know, in four days. And she was emailing me this because I was so disappointed. Like my hundred dollars didn't show up, but three days later I got a $3,500 client out of the blue. Right. Like mm-hmm. she's like, Oh, I get it. You know? So the 90 days was about the time for that mm-hmm. to happen. Right. The time for money to show up. And when you give that bigger amount of time, it lets your brain relax, mm-hmm. which lets it change easier. Right. It's safer than, Oh man, I'm going to manifest all this money in this amount of time. Right. 90 mm-hmm. days is really like, Oh, I might as well relax. Cause I can't force it. I'm not supposed to force it next mm-hmm. to next week. So it was always 90 days. And when it started, the course was called money, money, money. And I just asked people to pick how much they wanted to manifest. Mm. Um, and what I realized doing that is that, you know, when someone picks too big a number, like your brain can't handle it. It's too mm-hmm. scary when it's too, um, small, it's like, Oh, you don't believe that you created it. And so 10,000 is in general, like as I watched people and sort of studied, it's a number that feels big enough that you're like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but not too big to make your brain freak out. Mm, That's such a good, good idea. So one of the questions, you know, whenever I, I hook up with a podcast guest, you guys, I always ask them some talking points. What do you want me to ask about? And this is, uh, I, I don't, 
sometimes I use the questions and sometimes I don't because they just sort of kind of come up naturally, but here's something that's not going to come up naturally. So I want to talk about it. (laughs) One of the questions was how did doing a money boudoir shoot photo shoot with $10,000 impact your money story? Obviously I need to know all about this. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I was so excited when I saw you. I'm like, oh, we can talk about it. Because it never comes up, right? And it's not right. just the question you throw into any podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. This would be a little particular. So talk to me about this money photo shoot. Oh, yeah. So it was right as I made this shift to $10,000. It was like, okay, this is going to be Manifest 10K. And again, I was going through it with the 10K before I launched it. You know, I'm like, okay. Because I always do what I tell everyone else to do. So I'm yeah. going through it again. And I had also been working on some other stuff, just, you know, becoming more feminine, becoming in my power, um, opening up to more relationship, like a relationship and stuff like that. And uh, so I had bought these boudoir shoots. I bought two. I'm not sure why you, like, they were like Groupons, you know? Right. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let's have a little, <laughs> a little memorial service for the fact that you brought, uh, bought a boudoir photo shoot on Groupon, but that's okay. I will forgive you and, and we can move on from it. Okay. Yes. But it's the thing that got me to do it. Yes, and it's yeah, the yeah. thing that got me to want to do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that guy was real freaked out about the $10,000. <laughs> Well, also because he probably charged you $29 for the shoot on Groupon. And he's like, this chick's walking in with 10 grand? What's wrong with me? He needs to be in your program, by the way. He has a money block. He does. He totally did. I mean, he couldn't. He was so freaked because it was real money. Um, And he was so freaked out that like, I'm like, we'll get it all. I'm like, it's not, it's not going to get, we're in a room in a, um, we were shooting in a bed and breakfast. I'm like, no one's coming in. Like, it's like. But so wait, what did you, you like spread it out on the bed or something? I'm like trying to picture this in my head. Like what did the shoot look like? Yeah. So, um, we, we spread it out on the bed. I did my, uh, high heels. I have this pair of Jimmy shoes. It's like a manifestation growth story. So I had, actually, I didn't have the Jimmy's then. So I had different high heels. We did it on the bed. Um, we did. Yeah. So it was just all. It was mostly on the bed because yeah. it was just two of us. Like now I'm like a pro. I'm like, we need the money gun. Right. It's got to be raining <laughs> down. Like, <laughs> can I please photograph this next shoot? I can't deal. Amazing. It is amazing. Like it's, um, and it's so, so I was like, I got to do this. And there were so many steps along the way, right? Like going to get the money out of the bank and like carrying it and like then his reaction. And it was um, but it was so fun and I think just so powerful because everybody, I, most women, not all, but I think they have a fantasy of like shooting with money all over, right? It's just one of those things. It's powerful. Um, it's boss, you know? It is. Yeah. And so it really upped that. And I think it was one of the reasons, you know, stepping into that next like manifest 10 K. Um, and at that time, you know, I was, I did the manifest 10 K was pay after you manifest. So that was upping me like, you know, with the intention of getting paid a thousand dollars per person who joined the course. Wow. So yeah. you let them pay after they manifested the money. When I first started it, I did. Wow. Yeah. That's like, that's like, you really believe in this. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Um, okay. So can we go back to the Jimmy Choo's for a second? Yeah. You kind of went, oh, that was just a manifestation story. Like, well, <laughs> tell us the story. Um, so I would say it was both a uh, manifesting and stepping into your future self story. So I was going to a red carpet launch and I needed, I, I went in, picked my dress and I was like, all right, I'm gonna get shoes on the way out. 
so I went by this one rack. I saw this purple pair. I'm like, oh, these are awesome. And I'm going to like, I never wanted like Jimmy. Ch- I just knew like from Sex in the City what these shoes were, right? Yeah. No idea what they cost. No idea anything. So I'm waiting in this guy to bring the shoe back. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to walk over to the other section. Like I'm not doing this in the, the clearance, you know, section, even though those shoes were more expensive than I would normally spend. And I said, all right, I'm going to put them on to practice because I'm all about acting as if, and the more you know what something feels like, the more you can draw that in. So I put them on and I, and I was like, oh, okay. And I walked around. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, no, like I'm not getting them. And like, I could not leave the store. It was like, yes, like I had to go back and I got them and I got them back to my condo and I'd like take them out of the box and put them on and walk around the condo and be like, nope, put them back and like wrap them back up. And then an hour later I do that. And that went on for a little while. And then I decided like I'm keeping them and I went to the red carpet launch and uh, I had a condo on the market at that time uh, that had been on the market for a couple months and hadn't got an offer in a while. And when I was wearing them, the day that I was wearing them, we got three offers and I ended up getting $10,000 over the asking. So my $750 Jimmy Choo's paid out 10 times. Right, <laughs> and right, then right. Some. <laughs> So let's talk about the actual manifestation practice as much as you can tell me without giving it all away. Yeah. What, I mean, when I picture manifestation, I kind of picture meditation. I picture, you know, like, so how does your, how does you meditation, how does manifestation look <laughs> to you? Yeah. So everything, so I do, um, you know, money manifestation is, um, pretty step-by-step and I always, I now make my clients do that first, um, because it really builds the foundation. And so we shift your money mindset. They have to go through 90 days of the program or however long it takes them. And then what I do is I start working future self. Mm -hmm. Um, I work future self five years out. So my whole focus in manifesting is on being and becoming instead of doing. Mm -hmm. I don't actually meditate every day. Mm. I don't really, I go, I go to the spa and I feel like that's the place I get still, but it's not like a formal meditation. Mm. I don't, it's just not something for me that calls to me. I do, Mm -hmm. I do my stillness in other ways. Um, so I really focus on that becoming. So what I do with my clients is we, and myself, we do a workshop. Um, that was a manifestation and its creation all in, it, in itself as well. But so we do a workshop and we get really clear about who your future self is in five years. Mm-hmm. And again, five years is the same. It relaxes your brain. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not trying to do this next month. This isn't mm-hmm. a list of goals that like, oh my God, I got to get into action about. This is, okay, I'm going to become this in five years and I'm going to have this life. And um, so we get really clear on that and we do scripting is a major part of that, which is um, writing or speaking um, what you want as if it's already happened. Mm. So as if it happened yesterday, all the things that you wanted happened yesterday. So we do that. And then we just continue to step in and close the gap of being that person. So one of the ways that we do the being this part, um, I have four questions that I ask and it's, does she do this? Does she believe this? Does she own this? And does she think this? So after they get this very in-depth vision, which is very in-depth, it's not like, oh, I want a, you know, amazing house on the beach. It's like, mm. what are you having for breakfast in that house on the beach? Mm. And like, mm-hmm. what color is your yoga mat? And like, mm. you know, um, then they take that and then there's assignments step-by-step that bring them more into the beingness of that. And scripting mm. in itself really gets you into that experience. And mm. so for me, scripting has been my most, um, since I quit my job, I started scripting when I was uh, 
writing Manifest 10K. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be doing it or I'd be scripting that there were all of these people in the course because I'd never been a coach who had all these people sign up before. Mm-hmm. And so I knew, okay, you have to be the person who has that experience if you're going to get that experience. So I'd script about all these people. And then that practice has just evolved. Mm. And is this all also in your book, Manifest 10,000? Manifest 10,000 is the money steps. Uh, Mm -hmm. Lifestyle Design for Champagne Life and Double Your Business have more of the scripting. Okay. So you have like a thousand books. Are they all? (laughs) I love it. Listen, I, I'm bowing to you. I'm writing a book right now. And um, so I started a book last year that I decided to put down to write this other book because I think it's more important. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe I'm a book chaser. I'm not just a money chaser, but I'm a book chaser. <laughs> but um, I'm just looking on Amazon right now. That's what I'm doing. And I'm just like, hi, she, this woman has about 4,000 books. I love it. And I love that the cover of Own It is a pair of gorgeous shoes. Maybe they're mm-hmm. uh, inspired by your Jimmy Choo's. They are. <laughs> now I, I totally get you now. So um, I'm going to be buying some books on Amazon today. I love it. Um, anything else you want our listeners to know about money, especially women, you know, because I yeah. think that women, men have less money blocks. And this is just a generalization. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sure men also have money blocks, but I think women come from a different place and, and we're really trying these in this day and age to teach women that they don't have to be taken care of by men or whatnot, Mm -hmm. you know, so what kind of, um, advice might you have for somebody? Like I I think about a stay at home mom, maybe that doesn't Mm -hmm. work that, you know, their value feels lessened because they're not making money or, uh, you know, I'm not saying this is true for everybody, but I've experienced that in my lifetime. Um, or women that are getting paid less or, or have to put their careers on hold because of children or whatnot, or even health issues, like any words of wisdom for women that are really looking for power in money that maybe don't have a full-time job or a conventional life in that way. Yeah. These are my favorite stories. Um, I'm intending like one comes to me that I can share and inspire listeners, but um, to just still open to money. My, my first step would be that just because you have any of those things doesn't mean money can't come into your life. And it doesn't mean you can't appreciate all the money. And it doesn't mean you can't appreciate yourself and the value that you bring, right? So mm-hmm. some people want to give dollar amounts to like a stay-at-home mom. And I think that's awesome. Um, I also, you know, and, and that is a conversation. I even, you know, have a client who is sort of feeling that way, but, but she knew like, and she had a job, but it's a part-time job. And she you know, she was feeling that, but at the same time, her sons wouldn't have the opportunities they had if she had a full-time job. And so Mm. having the conversation with your partner, I think is important. Like, don't hold that in. Mm. Say like, I'm feeling like this, so that you can, you know, you still have to do the work to feel and open and own your own value. And when you have a conversation with your partner and you're there, like, that's not how I see it at all. Mm. Right. Or how do you want to solve this? Or what would, how could we make that better? it opens up and it doesn't make it just about you and sort of feeling the the guilt or the shame or anything around it. It really starts to open up that conversation. Um, but yeah, most importantly, open to like, you can still bring in money. You can, I have a lot of people in the past who've been, who have been like stay at home, but like they'll start shifting their money mindset and all of a sudden their husband or their partner gets a big bonus. Right. That was completely unexpected, you know? Right. And I'm like, own that. Like that was your, you know, your, uh, influencing that you're helping to create that for your family. Um, so I think that is my biggest is open to money can still find you. Mm. It doesn't have to come through those traditional ways that we think. 
I love that. Such good advice. I really appreciate you sharing all this information with us today. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Of course. Uh, CassieParks.com, C-A-S-S-I-E, Parks, like Parks and Rec. And um, (laughs) you can also type type that into Amazon as Jen did, and you can find all my fiction and nonfiction books, all the good stuff. You have both? Uh, own it is a own it is fiction. Oh, look at you! Yeah. Girl. <laughs> no girl. So, and those are those are if you're wanting to even you're like I, I just want some, you know I want to open to bigger things without maybe like jumping into self development or buying another book of that. Own it and choose me are really good for just opening like opening that space because that's what they're all about. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that with me. And I hope that this means that I'm going to find $10,000 in my life in the next 90 days. (laughs) I love it. Tell me when it happens, because you'd be amazed at how many times people pick up the book that happens. And I hear it from a friend of a friend of a friend. Oh, really? No. Email me that. I know. (laughs) If it happens, (laughs) you will know. And so all all of the interwebs. You guys, if you love this podcast as much as I love doing it, please make sure you give us a five-star rating and recommend it to a friend who could use some money advice today. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check me out on Instagram at Jen Rosenbaum. And you guys can check out my new website, jenrosenbaum.com. I look forward to connecting with you guys next time.